Today's show is brought to you by PayPal. With PayPal, you can rely on a trusted payments partner that processes over 25 million payments per day. When it comes to growing your business, PayPal is your payments partner for today and tomorrow. Visit paypal.com forward slash growth to set up a free business account today. Today's show is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. We all know that we need to get those fruits and greens and vegetables and all that in our diets, guys, and here's a quick and easy way to get it. You just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's happening, y'all? What it do? We also got Dr. Douglas Thomas joining us live from Las Vegas. Living la vida loca. (laughs) Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is going on, gentlemen? How y'all feel? I'm not out there, though. I I ain't spent no... Train asked me, was I about to hit the... The table, and I told him all I got is church money with me. I can't, <laughs> I can't spend the church money on. Oh, that's the, the best table. money to gamble with. You go definitely win, <laughs> or you got to know. with the tie. I you got know. to. I don't know. Couple ministers <laughs> yeah, no in jail. It's a you couple ministers in jail the, right uh, now. If you hit the mega billions, mm. oh, somebody Mustafa hit it though. Hit me, uh, the other day said, if the three of us walked into a store, who's gonna buy the mega billions lottery ticket? <laughs> I bruh, it's definitely CJ. I'll tell you now. You know what? I never really bought a lottery. I think I bought one lottery ticket in my whole life. No, like, oh, I was about to buy one though. When I saw it was 1.6, one? I was like, I could change the world. But 1.6, I could change the world. I was 1. close to buying one. Billion, bro. I, yeah. think some, yeah. I think somebody 1. in South 6. Carolina won. Yeah, somebody, oh, somebody won. did win yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I woke somebody up won. Like, but, man, I hope Josh. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? I hope Josh played the. Played <laughs> I know the that's right. Uh, Josh, and, but a couple people won the little stuff, like the three million mega, like some other kind of little numbers on the number. I don't really know what it's called, but a couple people won like three million, something like that. But whoever got the billion still, they didn't have to split it like that with nobody. So yeah, that's unbelievable. Right. Wait, so uh, did you so did you have to did you have to play like what? Three you gotta get a couple numbers or something? I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. So, a couple people got like what I don't know what it's called, but the smaller jackpot, you know, something small, but the person who won the bill, you know, sometimes somebody might win 300 and they got to split it three ways. Everybody had the number. Well, they were the only one that's had, like, I think maybe the six number or whatever that was. And then a couple mm. people had like some small stuff. But like I said, nothing mm. to take away from the, the billion. It, it probably was the point six that they took some, a little bit of the six. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's the bill crazy. still... The one billion is still there. That, bruh, I'm Can praying you imagine for that. Crazy. You got a billion yeah, like dollars. About to, yeah, they like about crazy. to change, bruh, for the worse. They like about oh, to change no, for the worse. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, that billion yeah. ain't going to last but two weeks by the time everybody <laughs> hits you up. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. That's why I said I would play it 
if they didn't say who won, if I didn't have to say I won on TV, I would oh, do no, it. Oh, no, you got to stand but, up there with that big check. Yeah, I can't that do that. that I can't do oh. that. That's going to be too much. That's too much. That's You have to pay somebody. Yeah, bro, for real. I, man, because I, I remember a dude in Detroit won something. It wasn't even that big, hundred some thousand, whatever, end up losing his life because um, mm. somebody tried to rob him. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Hey, what right. would what would you do though? Step one, E. What would you do? You wake up with uh, well, my, you probably uh, huh? I, I contract out Jamal's security service. <laughs> <laughs> number one, no, no. that's a no, good step. You know I'm, I'm talking about step number one. one. Yeah, yeah, step, step one, one. buy the private buy jet. some police. <laughs> yeah, hey, no that's doubt. real talk. Hey man, I wanted to get y'all take on something. I saw that uh, a school in, in Florida had brought back. Corporal punishment uh, <laughs> for the kids, and then I saw yeah, an no article question. yesterday saying that no a school question. in Georgia was monitoring the situation closely, and it looked like it was working down there. No question. So they so they no bring it back in Georgia, and yeah. I was trying to see, and they said I, I, I did read the article. Apparently, you as a parent, you have to sign a consent form saying that, mm. and they said they got several consent forms back. Absolutely. Trey but getting whooped at school. Oh, let me Absolutely. tell you something. <laughs> Trey ain't the problem. Avery might need to, you know what I'm saying? Somebody <laughs> might need to get Avery. Trey, I'm sure, not going to get a whooping, but Avery may. But let me ask you, E, what do you think about them bringing back corporal punishment in it's Georgia needed. and Florida? It's needed. Mm. It's needed. And getting these kids. You probably mm, would have never so stopped needed. teaching, E. <laughs> no doubt. Bruh, I, I would have never listened to me. <laughs> Listen to me very closely. And I, you he, know, and he, I don't know He said what. that's the only time in his life you ever quit. Tell us to me. <laughs> I quit, bruh. I quit, see? I'm like, I can't do it, bruh. Because, and I need people to understand because I don't want them to get the wrong idea. But a part of being a, you know, any type of leader, you know, is, is, is a level of credibility and respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. You can't be a leader if people don't respect you. You know, people are not willing to follow you. And so what happened in the school system, I think maybe the early 2000s, what we saw, you know, was when they took corporate, corporate punishment out, we saw where kids were just, you know, just like, hey, there's no, um, you know, there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, there's no like, accountability. for nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no accountability. Like if I want to talk to you any kind of way as an adult. I can talk to you however I want to talk to you, and there's nothing you could do about it. And so for me, it wasn't the punishment that I was interested in, but I knew that as a teacher, if I lose respect from one student and he could talk to me any kind of way, well, what would happen is other students would be empowered, you know, and they'd be like, oh, he a chump. You know, y'all all remember those <laughs> teachers you had that you had respect for, you know what I'm saying? And you remember the ones where you didn't have respect for or substitute. It, it, it wasn't a lot of learning that was happening when a substitute showed up. No. You know what I'm saying? You was clowning. You was acting a fool, you know? And so I'll be honest with you guys, I did come from a home where you would get your butt whipped if you were disrespectful. But because my friends were doing it, that peer pressure, we had a teacher once, a sub called, she was a regular sub, Miss Weed was her name. You know, we gave her the business. So I'm rolling up a joint. You know what I'm saying? I'm rolling up a hey, joint. You know, see, Mr. Softy and Miss Weed. What was going on back in <laughs> oh, your yeah, day? Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm, 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 I'm blowing up a, a little hookup, take it, throw the paper at her when I finish. You know, and everybody, you know, they own that. They got me like, yo, E, Miss Weed. They joking, laughing, whatever. Well, Miss Weed called my crib, bruh. Mm. I'll never forget Miss Weed. Miss Weed called a crib, bruh. 
And I remember walking home and she told me, like, I'm calling all y'all, you know, houses. But here's the deal. A lot of my boys weren't tripping because they either grew up in homes where, you know, they were being raised by a parent, one single parent who didn't really believe in whipping or they didn't, they come from foster kids, whatever. Like a lot of my boys didn't have like the same kind of structure. And so I, she told me and I was like, Lord, I got so pumped up with my boys. Like I let them egg me mm. on knowing that they not about to go to no accountability. I'm about to go <laughs> to some serious accountability, bro. And I'll never forget walking uh, up the block and I saw the old dude on the on the steps and I knew mm. it. I was like, wow. It's on. I was like, yo, E, how did you let them, <laughs> how did you let them? <laughs> That's when you should have ran like away that. from home and been homeless right there. <laughs> Whatever, however old you, you was right there, you should have no, let the playing. journey begin right there. Oh, mm. no, you playing, but that it did. No, you playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it on each one of them, but those, those, those step on the porch boys is what started the whole hookup right there. And I'll mm. never forget. It was just like, yo, um, Miss Nunk, I mean, uh, Miss uh, Weed Call. And I was like, yup. He's like, yup. So you already know the drill. <laughs> she and I'm be like, lying. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bruh, let me tell you something. I, I'm not going to, I'm like, no respect for school. I had no respect for school. But I did have respect for those, that, for that, <laughs> that accountability right there, that lasted for about 30 to 45 days. Because when I go back and my boys would be like, hey, you know, I'm like, y'all, nope, uh-uh, that, that, I can't even sit PTSD. in the seat right now. <laughs> I can't sit down in the chair. Y'all not about to pump me up. And so all I'm saying, see, is I never was a teacher that wanted to lay hands, but when I would have a student come up to me and jump in my face, you know, and tell me what they weren't or weren't going to do, I was just like, yo, if I don't check you, then tomorrow it's going to be about six of them doing it. And then next week it's going to be about 14 of them doing it. And before you know it, I'm only going to have the nerd he only gonna be the one to respect me in the classroom. Then they're not gonna do their schoolwork. They're gonna be talking while I'm talking. And you know, being at that school in Texas, see, you had to come in. Now you didn't have to lay hands, but you did have to lay the law down. And after you laid it down, you were oh, able no. to get those kids to respond in a way that was advantageous for them. But do you think you could just get somebody? Well, well let me ask you this. At what grade, because I know Carl got the whole school got a whoop at one time. <laughs> Carl, and just, Carl and them just pulled class, down their pants, had their cheeks out, and they just. <laughs> I was talking about the whole little Barbados Elementary School got tagged at one time. Now, what what age or what grade were you in when y'all stopped getting whoopings? Y'all was getting whoopings, what, fifth grade? Oh, I was all the way through high school. No, we was all the way through high school. Oh, you got it through high school? Oh yeah, we got through high school. Oh, no. Yeah, no, nah, we got through high school. Yeah. Bro, no, nah, if I got a beard, you ain't whooping my butt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, see though, what, what, at, at what point is it age where you no longer have to be accountable for your actions? Is, is it a certain age? So uh, I mean, I go to class, the, uh, in school suspension or something, but you're not getting very whooped. But you, see, bro. see, but you clowning in my class though. I'm saying, at what point you just? I'm a professional. You disrupted my class. You're not doing your school where you're talking, you're throwing paper. Like, at what point do we not, like, you know what I'm saying? Is it an age that you're not responsible for your actions no more? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just not like, sure, no, you just my feel class, like if I got bro. hair on my, on my face, <laughs> if I got a beard growing in, I shouldn't be getting butt whoopings at school. So when, what well, was, here's do the, you, uh, you remember the last one you got? How old were you? 
Yeah, at I school. was in. Uh, I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore. I was fifteen. Mm. I was a sophomore. Describe mm. uh, your experience. I feel like I asked you that before, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to see no it. Question. I was trying yeah. to see it. Now. I, I'll I came straight it. from track but, practice. Got a butt whoop. Yeah. yeah, but here's the deal, though. I'm saying if it's true <laughs> that you have hair on your face, then at that point you should. If you grown, you should act grown. You know what I'm saying? So I, I agree uh, with I also you. Got now hormones. you got hair on your face. So I'm, sorry. I'm just right. saying, now you got hair on your face. You should the be older. Can, can supersede the, the hair, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I got you. I, I'm, but I'm just saying, it's got to be some give and take. So I won't say where I was. I won't do that because of the respect that I have, you know, for um, the people that bring me in. But I'll just say this year, I was in the school for the first time ever that my wife texted me while I was speaking. was like, yo, just stop and let's leave right now. My oh, wife wow. was like, yo, let's just go right now. This is just, she's like, yo, they not listening. And I was like, yo, boy, it's 2,000 kids. Somebody listening. You, now, you don't know who's listening, but I do know that you upset because, and for real, Didi texted me. was like, yo, this is unbelievable. And, and Didi was talking to the principal. It's so funny because you know how, like, it's an exchange where, like, the, te- the principal might be like, you know, I'm sorry or whatever, and then you feel mm-hmm. embarrassed. You're like, oh, you know, kids will be kids. No, Didi was like, yeah, you should be embarrassed. I was like, whoa, did you just say that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like- Hold on, she that, said that. what? Didi was like, you sh- the, the principal was like, I'm embarrassed. Didi was like, you should be embarrassed. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. She's like, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was on the Flamingo Boy like, whoa. Like, all right, D, like, come on. We, got, we might have to go back there or whatever. And Didi was like, no, you should be embarrassed. Like, this don't make sense. And, and, and so as an educator, uh, that's my only struggle is like, at what point do we allow people not to be held accountable for their actions? Because if it starts when you're 14, 15, that's how these kids end up doing the same thing when they get out in the world. Like so you are see you them suggesting that there's no other accountability than physical accountability? Because you could maybe... Well, uh, I, I, I never had to... I never physically had to whip a child. I just needed the power to let them know I could whip them. You feel me? Like, I never had to pull out... <laughs> a paddle or a belt, <laughs> but it's at a point now, see. Tell the truth, when you was at Will Creek, your... you did snatch one of them little kids up. <laughs> but I, I didn't have to whip him though. I just had to snatch him up though. I just had to snatch him. Uh, so I didn't okay. have to so like. So snatching was legal back then? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm saying, what, what you want me to do? You want me to like, actually, like you said, um, line them all up and whip them. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like that I had to go there. You know, so it was, I got one kid, like for real, and you walked up to me, you got in my face, and you start cussing at me. I never cussed at you. I never cussed in the class. I never, so my thing is, why would I send you to a principal? It ain't like the principal ain't got nothing. To, the principal got something to do. Why am I sending you to the principal's office to disturb the principal? You clown in my class. We gonna we fix gonna it fix right it here. We're right we gonna fix it right here. Because I need you to understand, and the rest of y'all to understand, this is not how you behave. Like, this not this is not how it goes down. And I think my biggest challenge is the thing that I respect about my upbringing and how my kids were raised. If you called a school on Jalen, I would come up to the school. The teacher didn't even have to talk to Jalen. See? Oh, I remember I'm that. Gonna talk you got to Jalen. the bathroom one time. I, I, I'm going to talk to Jalen. You ain't got to do that. That's not your job. I got this. So let me take my man in there, and I promise you, I whipped Jalen once in school. I never had to go up to the school again for Jalen. And I think that's <laughs> the bigger problem, 
Because the parents ain't doing what they're supposed <laughs> Mr. to do. Mr. Bill. Oh, no question. No she question. got it out early. I, I'm she just got saying, it see, early. The, 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 to me, and y'all can answer it, but the bigger challenge, and I'm not even talking about school. I'm talking about bullies. I'm talking about people who are abusive and they relation. I'm just talking about like people in general who don't feel a sense of accountability. And so they lay hands on people or do things to people that they feel like can't hold them accountable. Like I'm not even mad at the, the person who, you know, understands accountability, but I'm mad at people who are like, okay, this teacher you're going to act a fool on, but this one's you're not, this one you're not. And Didi always says it. Kids know who to clown on. Like they know, okay, this person you don't want to try. But then they go, well, this person you can try, so I'm going to try them. And that's what I think is wrong. I was the type of teacher that I brought gifts. I took kids on field trips. You know, uh, we did things on the weekends together. They came to my house after school, you know, ate my food. We played video games. I helped them with their homework. So for me, it's like, yo, I'm giving you 120, and then you're going to do this? I, I, it's just not acceptable, see? I'd see if I was a, a bum teacher, but I'm giving you everything I have, and then you're gonna turn around and disrespect me in front of your peers when I've never disrespected you. I, I just can't, I can't live with that, see? Understood, and that's why you quit. Absolutely, because somebody <laughs> was gonna get fired. Somebody was gonna get fired, or somebody was gonna get hurt. You know what I'm saying? One of the or two. Or go to jail. I, uh, no, for real, because I, I hit you, I hit your child, then you come up there and now you want to hit me, but you don't want to hit your child, or you don't want to put your child in check, but you want to, and I'm like, I love Didi too much, I love Jalen and Jada too much, not to be able to feed my family because you can't keep your child, you know, or you won't give me the permission to put your child in, in you know, in the space that your child should be in. So, yeah, I quit, Yeah, that's bro. just crazy, yeah, but I, That's the one thing he quit. He finished the PhD. Yeah. Took yeah. him 12 to get a four, <laughs> yeah. but a little third grader was the death of yeah. him. Hey, he yeah. made it out of homelessness, but couldn't make it out yeah. of the Wood Creek School District. Couldn't make it out of school district. Couldn't make it out of Wood Creek Elementary. Wow, unbelievable. Well, I made it out of Wood Creek. I made it out of Wood Creek. Yeah, it wasn't Wood Creek, but I did. It, I ain't going to call it I thought it was school, Wood but, Creek. No, no, it wasn't Wood Creek. It was another school. Uh, it was another school, and they were middle school kids. Yeah, they were middle school, oh, so they was I like thought, sixth, seventh grade. Dwight Rich? Yeah, I'm not going to call the school out. I'm not going to call <laughs> Don't say school. it was my school now. <laughs> she trying try to get the school name out of me. I can't do the school name. Because I know you, I thought you was at Wood, Wood Creek. Creek. No, I, I, I did work at Wood Creek, Creek, but it was K through 5. So you're not going to have no, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to have no whole bunch of problems out of a 9, 10-year-old. But when they turned 4, 13, 12, 13, 14, whew, as my uncle used to say, you're smelling yourself. Mm. Oh, yeah, mm. no doubt. Yeah, that uh, is for sure. Um, all right. Uh, oh, so tell us about the uh, the spiritual development. I heard it was 10,000 people showed up. It was crazy. <laughs> it was off the chain. I was actually in Michigan. Um, I know. I, I know. Jalen was I, gone, I too. I, I, for everybody who was texting me, like, yo, I'm here. I was like, okay, I'm not. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I had to take my, the fam back to Michigan. We had the... Uh, the annual Uncle John cider mill. I did not see Carl's stalking him. <laughs> so thank God. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 you didn't get I, it. I you didn't get a time or myself. day. Um, but we we did the family thing up there. It was great. Um, of course, just going to the cider mill, picking out pumpkins, whatever. Um, we had a great time. But I did miss the spiritual development. But he was sending me videos and pictures 
And it looked like it was off the chain. It was a fire hazard in the building. They had to send people yeah, out. What well, happened? Tell us yeah. about it. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, bro. I was shocked. You know, first of all, I'm not. While, while I know the work that we put in, and I know we have people who support us, I was shocked that people flew in. You know, you had people who flew in, uh, people who drove in. You know what I'm saying? So it was, uh, it was, it was unbelievable. But you know, I was in my element, man. And, and for those of you who are speakers, I want you to know, man, there's levels to this. Or whatever you do professionally, there's levels to this. And I just left an event. Again, I won't call a city out, but there was an individual who brought me in who was nervous. And, you know, he was nervous because I was speaking to one group, but there were some other people that showed up as well. And he was like, man, I hope he don't, you know. And I, I just like, man, I'm at a point in my life where I am going to start literally backing back from those type of engagements. And I'm going to start doing, especially when our facility is finished, really start hosting some of my own stuff because it's nerve wracking when you give 120%, but it still interferes with the relationship you have with the people that bring you in because they're not concerned about, you know, who they should be concerned about. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you bring me in, but it's two, it's two crowds I got to please. You know, mm. it's, it's the group that you want me to talk to and whoever might be writing the check. And, and, and again, I know we ain't on, this ain't the topic, see, but maybe one day we could talk about this. But why is it that people who are not good at something or they're not necessarily skilled at a certain thing, how is it that they get to tell you what to do when they're not skilled at it? Like, mm. it kills me that people make suggestions about things that, they have not been successful at it. It's like, yo, you've been doing this for 10, 20 years. You've had no success at it. You bring me in because I've had some success at it, but then you want to micromanage me and tell me how to do something mm. that you're not even good at, you know? And so it's like nerve-wracking. It's like, yo, let me go. Let me do what I do. I promise you the thing that you told me you're struggling with, I can make it work. But I can't speak to this group, and then I got to entertain this group too. So I got to talk to the 100% of the people that you brought me here to talk to, but then I got to talk to the three or four people that wrote you a check or a committee that you have that has absolute, like, bruh, they clueless on the millennials. Like, they have no idea how to talk to, how to move, how to take millennials to the next level, but you're having a conversation. Even though the millennials is like, fire message, they clearly loved it, taking pics, you know what I'm saying, getting autographs, trying to buy gear, and they loving it, but then you telling me, that these three or four people didn't like it. So um, the, 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 the spiritual development thing was so fire because I didn't have to deal with none of that. Everybody that was there wanted to be there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody that stood in that line wanted to stand in that line. Shout out to my boy Nick, uh, who used to run track with Purdue. My man was there at 315. He texted me at 315, like, yo, E, am I in the right space? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm at the school. Nobody's here. I'm like, wow. Nick, it's 3 o'clock. He was like, oh, I know, but you said first come, first serve. So I wanted to be the first one. I was wow. like, wow. And so I was laughing at him like, Nick, it ain't that deep. But come to find out, some people got turned away. So it was that deep. You know what I'm saying? So it really was that deep. You know, So it was phenomenal. We'll be back November uh, 17th, um, 6 o'clock, same spot, Best Academy. And I didn't have no plans necessarily on being there. But Didi was like, yo, we going to um, Jer's wedding? I was like, I didn't even know you knew Jerz like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't even know you knew Jerz. And she was like, yeah, Jerz sent us an invitation. So I want to go to his wedding. So I'm like, bet. You know, I want to be in Atlanta, but I don't want to be there more than what you, what you want to be there. So she's like, no, nah, I definitely want to go to his, um, 
his wedding. So I was like, bet. Well, we'll do a spiritual development, you know, on uh, on Saturday. So, yeah, man, it was okay, fire. Okay, the only problem is the wedding's not in Atlanta, so it's in Florida. Oh, where is it? <laughs> oh, I believe it's oh, I didn't know Florida. that. So oh. oh, I didn't know that. See if she still loves him. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. She might not. Yeah, 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 not to go to Florida. No, I don't know. No, what, what I, part of Florida I think, is it? Yeah, no, I think it's in Florida. Trust me, I'm... I'm sure, because I looked at it and I thought it was in Atlanta too, and I was like, oh, I might be able yeah, to I make think, it. Yeah, I, I think Diddy just did that because it's Jers, and she mm -hmm. put him in Atlanta. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's probably what happened. No, you well, know what part of Florida? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I should ask you on the podcast if you know where in Florida, because then everybody gonna know uh, where yeah, his wedding no, is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Keep it on. But if low. you could text me, uh, yeah, if you could uh, text. Uh, but but I'm still did, doing it though. I actually did, um, and Carl, hopefully you're. Your weekend was fine. Oh, actually, Carl was sick, man. Carl, you all right over oh, there, man? man. You, uh, you bounced back. Yeah, you you, see, oh, this you was predicted just... that. See, you said when Jordan go to school, yeah, oh, no just doubt. like your kid, oh, he's going to be bringing doubt. that stuff home. Yeah, yeah you predicted it. Clockwork. Yeah. This, this was one of them weekends, man. Jordan came home last week with this little cough. I kept him home one day. I'm like, okay, you getting sick. I'm not about to have you go make the rest of the class sick, so stay your butt at home. I'm realizing my man at home running around, ripping and running. I'm like, okay, you're not sick. Like, what's going on with you? He just had this cough. My man bounced back, back to school the next day. Bruh, I promise you, I don't know what happened. I start coughing. I ain't paying no attention to it. Like, the last probably two, three years, I'd get the low sore throat. You know what I'm saying? I make sure I drink a lot of water, whatever, do what I got to do. And that's it. No, It'll last two, two days. Yeah, yeah, this one, bruh. Oh, yeah. Let me just tell you. Yeah. I ain't <laughs> left... <laughs> Huh? You school. need the immune system for Welcome this one, Carl. Yep, that yeah, whole system for, for this For a while, one. bro. But it'll pay. I told you, you're going to have to pay. You can pay now or you can pay <laughs> later. But you're going to pay. Right. Yeah, that junk yeah. had me, bro. That junk had me for... I'm saying y'all can probably still hear my voice. It's probably like... So last Thursday is when it started. This what, whatever. We are about a week in now. My voice still, you know, a little raspy. I'm all right. I'm functional. But yeah, no, nah, that sucker had me out. Tamisha got a cough. She, I think I got it the worst. Jesse had a little cough. Jesse's, a, I don't, she, her immune system on something different. Like she get the, like she just don't. I don't know. She don't respond. Remember, she broke her arm and we didn't know for like a day and a half later. Like oh, she just yeah, yeah, got that yeah. high pain tolerance or something. So she just like she was coughing, but you don't know that nothing wrong with her. So she kept it going. But yeah, no man, we back. We back. All right, back at it. Um. So, yeah, I actually did want to, I guess it's not too far out of uh, the vein of what we have been talking about. And I want to pay, play a clip um, that Nikki put up from IG from one of your messages. And it's talking about the ego. And it's just, it was super timely because I had just got into it with somebody. And I'll kind of explain it without giving it away. Again, forgive us, everybody who gets talked about on the podcast and knows <laughs> who they are. But we even though we don't say your name, I promise we're not trying to. Throw you under the bus, but we talk about real life stuff here. So the person who I'm talking about is going to know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we'll play the clip real quick, and then we'll just dive in for a quick minute and, and kind of break it down. That's the dangerous part of the ego. The ego will make you say it's your boss's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. The ego don't want to take personal responsibility. Now, here's where you know you got an ego problem. When you keep facing a challenge year after year after year, and it's not being resolved. It's probably you. So I'm going to give you the first year or the first attempt. It went wrong. We go, if you got an ego, I'm going to let you put that on somebody else. But if you keep getting the same results, <laughs> you keep getting the exact same results, it might not be your boss. Nah, it might be you. Okay. So 
and like I said, we just kind of talked about that, and you obviously were talking about the ego there with, with you know people bringing you in and still wanting to micromanage the situation. And you know, I, I had you know not got into it, but uh, obviously you guys know I coach speakers. Um, we you know with our game changers program, and I do um, you know my best to help people out. And so somebody had sent me their stuff. And it was, you know, I reviewed it and went through kind of like the entire brand and the whole nine. And, you know, they were like super geeked about like my feedback. And y'all know me. I mean, one of the characteristics of a gorilla is like, I don't, I, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't have the best manners when it comes to like just telling you the truth. Like I just say it and then like, I don't try to find like a real sweet, you know, side way to say it. But they, you know, showed me their stuff, and they were like, "Yo, what do you think?" And they were like hyped up, and I was just like, "It wasn't good." And boy, oh boy, was that the worst mistake I ever made? Mm. They were like, "Yo, you think everybody got to do it like ET? You think if they ain't E and they ain't good as E, it's not good?" And this program and you and this, and I was like, "Yo, I'm talking about like I was just being real. I'm like, it wasn't good in that you couldn't get paid for it." And so what I was trying to explain to them is, yo, I help people to get paid from speaking. Like, that's what I do. Like, if you want to just go make it a hobby and run around and speak to, like, a local softball team, I'm good. But in order to get paid for it, there's a certain standard that you need to meet with your information and the way you present that information. And I was trying to explain that, and you would have thought I told them, and I'm like, yo. And I just kind of stopped and was like, okay, cool, like, I'm not sure why you brought it to me if you had all the answers, but I was like, wow, people's ego gets so inflated that they can't hear anything. And it doesn't matter if they're right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm asking this person, I said, okay, well, how long have you been speaking? I've been speaking for three years. Well, how much are you getting paid to speak? Uh, And you hear like a dial tone. I'm like, yo, I'm not trying. And so E, as you're saying that, I'm like, yo, I'm just thinking about my man, and I'm like, yo, you you came to the program because you hadn't had any success getting paid speaking gigs. So I'm not telling you you're a bad person. I'm telling you the information that you're bringing is not great, and we can, I can help you get there. Now, I knew how to help this person because they were actually talented in the art of speaking, if you will. And we know a lot of people who, just because you can hoop and one doesn't mean you can play in the NBA, right? And so I guess he... I was frustrated, bro. I was just like, yo, you know what? I'm good. Like, I, I don't, if you're not open to feedback, then you shouldn't have called me or you shouldn't have sent it to me or you shouldn't have joined the program because that's what I'm here to do. And I'm not here to lie. Like, I could be one of those people who just like, you tell, you show, oh, it's good, bro. Hey, keep it going. And I wouldn't have done you any justice with that. But that's what people want to hear. But why is it so hard for people to hear feedback or constructive criticism, even if that's what's going to take them to the next level? And I ask you that because... Yo, you are the best speaker in the world, and you'll still take my feedback. Like, you, if I tell you something like, yo, E, I think you got to hit this harder, or you got to say it this way, you got to say it that way, who am I? I'm obviously nowhere near your level, but you trust me enough to say, okay, cool. Now, you may, may or may not implement it, I don't know, but you're going to listen, and you're not going to be offended by it. Even the fact that we always joke about it, but even the fact that you got rebaptized to me was huge. I'm like, yo, E, one of the calmest, you know, non-confrontational dudes in the world, and he felt the need to go back to the water to get better because Didi may have told him, like, yo, you got this one area. And so how do you 
let go of that ego. And I guess what is the ego? Like, let, let's talk about that first, because right. I want to break that down. Because, right. <laughs> you know, you think of pride and ego at the same time, and pride is a good yeah. thing and ego's not. So let's break down what is ego to you, what is pride to you, and is an ego altogether a bad thing? And how, if we have that ego or that inflated sense of self, whatever, how do we lose that in order to get the proper feedback? Um, and then I will we'll go from there because I got other questions. Yeah, too. and I, and 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 I remind the people our Sunday call. Uh, I don't know if it's free anymore. I don't. I want to be cautious of what I say. No, but that, I, that's, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> it oh, okay. ain't free. All right, all right. Hey, I didn't you know. can sign I didn't, up. I know it started off for a small free. fee, yeah. but you're talking to okay, ET every right. Sunday. We'll put it like that. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I have something very powerful that I want to share with you, and I've been like these calls. I have been very intentional and deliberate about giving you like stuff that I feel like you can use immediately. And that's very, very transparent stuff. So not some that, uh, and it's no disrespect to those of us, you know, who read, but I'm not reading something and then taking that and regurgitating it and trying to make it deeper. I'm giving you just flat out new, transparent, real stuff that I think as I, as C talks about reverse engineering, that I'm in that space. So I got some stuff I want to share with you. I'm going to talk about a little bit of it now, but really go into depth on Sunday. And I and I and, and I don't know see difference between the ego and the pride. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really that uh, good in terms well, let me of look you know, it like up. scientific you keep talking, stuff. I get the definition going. In. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I will like, say I don't this though. Speak either. Yeah, no, no, I don't know what it is, but I will here, say. Let me say. I got it right I, here. Oh, okay, um, go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that would be. Yeah, I guess good. that would be the. I guess that yeah. in itself doesn't doesn't necessarily no, no, saying, have I to can, be bad. Yeah, we could work with that. I, so I think I, it may I, be inflated I would, ego. Okay, got you. So that was <laughs> right, right, that right. was ego, <laughs> right. right? That was ego. Let me yeah. get you pride real quick. Hold on. Let me get you pride real quick. I got it. Um, pride is a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Okay, go for it. Yeah, so then I just think, see, what I would add to one of those definitions is the part of you that is not necessarily willing to grow. You know, it's kind of what people say in these books, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And I see more as the inflated ego as the one that is kind of already fixed. Like you're not necessarily asking me a question because you really want to know the answer. It's kind of rhetorical. Like you're just asking it because you're hoping I'm going to say what you were thinking. Right. You feel me? Um, or just you know, affirm you. You're just looking for yeah, affirmation right. yeah. from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, whatever that you was. you cared about my opinion real strong till I told you the wrong one. The wrong thing. Right. What you didn't want to hear. didn't want to hear. So I don't even know we got to be cautious about what is that though? What what is that, and what's the benefit of that? You know, what's the benefit of having somebody affirm you? Like, what is at the end of the day? What is that? Like, what do we need that for? And if it's something that is, you know, beneficial, okay, I guess it's cool. But I think when you go into constructive criticism and you go into growth, you should want to hear something that you hadn't heard before, because there's no way to grow if you're not going to do something different. Now, I do want to be honest and say this that I think what happens is you get so personally caught up into the efforts you put forth, the work you put forth. Like, it's a lot, man. When I sit there and, you know, have to do a term paper 
and I understand it the way I understand it. I'm pouring out my heart. I'm getting, I'm getting up, you know, and spending a whole day writing something. Let's just talk about my book, for instance. So I'm pouring everything I got into this book. And then CJ takes it and says, this ain't right. You know, you need to switch this up right here because I don't understand what you're saying, E. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use, not use choice words here, but I'm like, <laughs> what in the devil? You know, because now it's gone from constructive criticism to my personal feelings. And somehow when C critiqued my work, I wasn't able to, what's the word I'm looking for? Divide, okay, the CJ that's saying, yo, E, I'm not trying to disrespect your work. Like, this is your story. I'm not saying that it's not valuable. You know, I'm not saying that people are not going to be able to take this story and change their lives, because I know that's what you're trying to do. But what I'm saying to you is that the way it is written, I don't understand it. So... I get this, like, I, I, I know you, E. I know what you're trying to say. You were living in abandoned buildings. You were eating out, I get it. But the way you're going about saying it, if I am a reader, I don't, I don't see that. I, it, it, I don't, what's the, what, you're not making the connection. So what I have to be able to do, which a lot of people aren't able to do, is I had to get to the point and say, okay, don't lie, E. You hurt, bro, flat out. Because a part of me see want to go, like, yo, I ain't hurt, but no, you're hurt. And what am I hurt by? <laughs> Not necessarily the words that you said right. when I was writing the book, but the, the fact that I was hoping that what I saw in my mind and what I gave you was complete. Like, it's it. Because to be honest with you, I don't got no more. Now I do, but I don't know that I do. You know, and so see like, yo, E, I'm not, look, bro, I promise you, I get where you're going, but if you keep it like you wrote it, you really going to be pissed because people aren't going to take it like that. And then they're right. going to be critiquing you and you're really going to be mad when they start critiquing you. You think you think you hurt because I'm critiquing you. <laughs> you ain't you ain't seen hurt till they start critiquing you and they go online and they start jabbing at you because you didn't write it right. So then I had to sit back and go. All right, this is where, and please get on a call Sunday. I had to go with, all right, here's where the truth is important. Just go admit it, E. You hurt, bruh. Your feelings is hurt, all right? Your feelings is hurt. Now, what you need to do a better job of, and the reason why you went to see, is because you know you think so fast. You know what I'm saying? And you think like, I think like 50 miles ahead of where everybody else is, right? And sometimes I get frustrated because my mind is such a beautiful mind. And if you leave me alone and you let you let me get on stage and you just let me do my thing, I'm gonna murder it. But when it comes to writing, writing doesn't work like speaking works. You feel me? Writing is a different thing. So with writing, you have to be so doggone linear when it comes to writing. And see what's just like, you went from A to doggone L, then you came back to F, and then you went to W, I'm just telling you, E, it ain't going to work. And I had to just be honest and say, like, yo, E, you do do that? That doesn't make you a bad person, like CJ just said. Right. That doesn't make mm. you a bad person. Right. It just means that when it comes to writing, that's not your strength. So you're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to do it differently. All right, so I'm going to write this for you, E. This is how it should have been. 
Then, if you're not really confident, confident in yourself, <laughs> you could go with, oh, okay, so like she said, oh, so you write better than, like, so you gonna tell my story better than me? Like, you could go there. Like, no, 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 I'm not gonna tell your story better than you. But what I am is gonna help you with, I'm gonna help you tell your story though. That's what I am gonna do. That I'm going to take responsibility to help you write it in a way where people can understand it. You and, feel and me? He, so. Yeah. I was say, just real quick, that's the part that I think most people miss. Like, you are still thinking about it from your perspective. Absolutely. You bring it to, to whoever you get a critique from. You're coming with all your perspective. And then here's the kicker, y'all. It's not for you. I'm right. not sure where you got the idea from, but if you're doing any kind of product, well, any kind of it. service, it is not for you. If you're writing it though. If you're writing it, it's like your teacher got to grade it. So you got to think about her perspective. If you're writing the book, yeah. people got to yeah. read it. So the, the best thing to do is get yeah, that's as so many true, other... You think about if you was making food for somebody, you like, it ain't in for the whole you. room, like, oh man, this ain't that good. You're like, y'all crazy. It's fire. It's like, uh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made it. Bro. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right, it's it's yeah. not for you. So I'm just saying, yeah. like, how many times we get caught? I, I laugh. Like the first time, y'all tell me if I'm crazy, but the first time I heard my voice recorded, I'm like, holy Terrible. crap! Like, I, I, I hate, I hate it, that sound. I right hate now, I that hate sound. it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but you don't even know that that's what you sound like to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All along, you're just hearing it in your head, and it sounds normal because that's all you heard your whole life. But other people are hearing it a whole different way because they're not in your head. Like, it's a whole different experience. So uh, remind, reminder, flash alert, whatever you need to get done, it is not for you. So you do or way better you. getting as much input on the front end because, like, like ENC said, when you put it out there, I, trust me, like, I think he just said it. If you get feedback from people that you don't know and that you don't care about, that ain't going down real good. Yeah, you know nah. what I'm saying? Like somebody that you <laughs> love, you, treat like the, you can't swallow <laughs> yeah. that at all. Yeah. You know what you I'm saying? So it's not for you, yeah. man. Yeah, but you know, when he tell you put your stuff out, I get it. Like, you know, I, I get it. You put your stuff out and you think it's great. And I mean, you see him on American Idol all the time. They like, well, what's the problem? They like, well, yo, what, what, like that was fire. What do you mean? And, <laughs> and it's it's tough because, you know, when you when you do feel like you put your best foot forward, and you get judged harshly, it can't hurt your feelings. And I'm and, and so I like what E said. He didn't say like, oh, I wasn't tripping. I just went back to the lab and C said what he said, oh, and nah. I went and fixed it. it was nah. over. Like he, you got to nah. acknowledge my the hurt. Right. Like, okay, yeah. I got like I got some of my pride, my ego, whatever you want to call it, wrapped up in this thing. But I guess E, my thing is okay. So for the gentleman who I got into it with last week, how do you know? Okay, I guess okay. Let me say it like this. How do you know who to take advice from? Because you shouldn't take advice from everybody. Mm. So if you're getting feedback from your mom or your grandma or a friend or whatever, because on the other side of that coin, you have people who every time they put something out, they listen to everybody's opinion, and yeah. then they try to bend it to make it fit everybody's you know, liking, and it doesn't fit anybody's liking. So how do you know, I guess for you, whose opinion do you trust and why? And how should people develop that inner circle, or does it differ depending on what the circumstance and the situation is? No, I'm saying we always say it differs, but I think one of the things you should do is you should try to have in your own personal life a board of advisors, right? You should have a you should have a group of people that you've selected to support you before you needed their support. 
I think that's important because I think you run the risk of waiting to get somebody's feedback after you've done a thing is kind of um, slanted, if you will. So you, and you got to be careful with that. You have to be careful when you're picking your board of advisors. You're not picking people that you believe are going to say what you want them to say, right? And a lot of us, subconsciously, you do it. So you start picking people that you feel are going to, you know, favor you. They're going to they're gonna be on your side. So, and what you need to do is pick people who are experts in that area or have some type of wisdom, you know, overall. They've got like some overall wisdom and they've had some success, right? This is what I always tell people. Don't look for constructive criticism from people who haven't constructed anything, right? So that's important, <laughs> all right? So, and you got to find out who that is, right? Because people are very opinionated. And, and, and we mean well when we give our opinions. But I kind of felt in my heart, well, first of all, C is going to benefit, you know, uh, in some way from the work that we do. So he's not going to tell me what I want to hear because it's going to affect him too. You feel me? So you want to get into a situation where you're not dealing with people who can lie with you, lie to you, and it's not going to cost them something, right? So be careful of, like, dealing with people who ain't got no dog in the fight, right? There's sometimes when you, for real, they're, they're, sometimes you need people who have a dog in the fight when they're talking to you mm. because you want to just make sure they're not just telling you anything just to tell you and whatever. So I know, like, yo, C got some skin in the game, right? He's also, um, you know, a good writer, you know, in terms of he communicates well in the written form, right? So being around him, I knew that, right? And then when it comes to like the group of people that I'm trying to reach, these are like working class, average people, you know what I'm saying? If that's what you want to call it. I knew that C has had some experience with them. So he's going to, he's, he's, he's an athlete. He's been around people who don't know, don't want to read. Some know how, some don't, but they're not really into reading. So I knew he would kind of know, all right, E, if I read this and I and I can dig it, all right, most of the kids in the communities that we come from, they're going to be able to read it too, and they're going to like it too. So I knew he had some skin in the game, right? So when he came to me, though, with some of the suggestions, like I said, originally, I had to just admit, yo, he admitted, you're not a good writer, all right? And this is what I want to say to some of you, right? Here's where you go wrong, and I feel you 100%. If you're sweet in one area, and you're used to being sweet in that area, when you go to another area, even if you're not sweet in that area, you still want the same lifestyle you get when you're in the other area. That's all it is. <laughs> you, you want the same lifestyle. So when I get up on the mic and do what I do, there's a certain type of response that I get. And that's what I'm accustomed to. Mm -hmm. But when I write, I get the total opposite experience. So I didn't write a lot because I didn't get that, I didn't get that same experience. So when C came to me, it was like, E, you got to be real. If this was speaking, you could probably do it in one or two takes. This is not speaking. This is writing. So relax. Get that time frame out of your head. So for a lot of you, that's the other thing that messes you up. You already have an end goal, and you're so fixed on that end goal that you're not really, you're not really loving the process. So when somebody comes to you and they throw you off of your um, projected date, <laughs> your feelings hurt now because you're like, I want to be finished January 1st. It's going to be a brand new book. Everybody's going to buy it January 1st. Now, when C came to me, my January 1st date turned to maybe like <laughs> June 1st. You know what I'm saying? We was on June 1st now. And I'm like, whoa, that don't look nothing like. And so a part of it, a part of my hurt also was 
you just throwing me off of my whole end goal. Like, this is what I wanted to accomplish. And C was more like, yo, E, if you focus on the process, your end goal, whenever it comes, is going to be fire. But if you rush it and give me January 1st, I promise you, you're going to sell about 15 copies. And then your feelings is really going to be hurt. You know, and so that was the other thing that I had to realize, see, is like you all the stuff that you are married to, you're going to have to divorce that. You know, it's almost like for those of you who come to me, E, I want you to do marital counseling. That's not what you want me to do. You want me to do marriage affirming. That's what you want me to do. Mm. You're not you're not asking me to counsel you, because if I counsel you, I might tell you don't get married at all. You already have a date. So it ain't counseling. It's marriage affirming. You just want me to affirm that the two of you are made a match in heaven and y'all made to be together. And so I think sometimes, see, the stuff that we're married to and is not the process, most of us are not married to the process, that's another pride or ego thing we have because you just shattered everything that was in my brain. That picture I had in my brain, you just shattered, uh, crumbled, um, <laughs> uh, 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 put in a ball and shot that joker into Run the trash can. Yeah, no, I understand it, man. I just think if, you know, it, it, it can be beneficial. And I'm going to be real. I'm not, okay, how do I say this without sounding like totally contradicting really? myself? I'm not super <laughs> open to feedback. Y'all know hey, that. It's, it's the gorilla. I, no, it just I, comes I, I said the that. It, you know, I said yeah. it on the line the other day. It's like, yo, I'm not. I guess it's the gorilla thing. And, and trust me, now I will be open to feedback, especially in areas where, I'm, I'm going to be real, in areas where I know I'm not sweet, it ain't even feedback. I'm just like, yo, somebody help me. You know what I'm saying? But in the areas I feel like I got it, I'm not super receptive. So like, um, for instance, like, you know, uh, if I'm working on a project that I know I got, I'm not necessarily looking for feedback. And I said, that was funny. Remember on the call the other night, I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked me on Thursday on the Thursday night call, like, yo, if you're a gorilla, you know, what's the, you know, how do you make sure your your staff respect and what did I say, Carl? Yeah, he better be perfect. Yeah, you better be right. You better be perfect. You gotta be right. Yeah. Yeah, you better be high. Like, yo, sure yeah, if you're gonna go gorilla and just be like, everybody sit down and shut up and follow me. I'm like, yo, you got to be right. Lead so, us to the promised land. Yeah, no doubt. You really do because it, there's a lot of instances and circumstances where, you know, people want to be, you know, in that leadership take command role, but you wrong. And there's nothing quicker than to not be a team player and to get it wrong. Like, yo, everybody yeah. follow me and you lead everybody to destruction. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about that's the quickest way to sit down. So, um, but no, I'm, I'm not, I guess I would say, when I say I'm not super open to feedback on the things that I feel like I'm, a guru at, right? Like I'm not like super receptive to like people being like, yo, with the next album, you should put this here. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm I got this. Now I respect your opinion, but I'm just not gonna use it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna be real <laughs> with you. I respect it. And there like I'm gonna be real. It was um if anybody uh remember the midnight rain track on the oh, first yeah. right, tape. Right. Candace was like, yo, that's the worst track I ever heard. <laughs> E's voice sound hoarse. Why would you even put that track on there? The audio is terrible. And it was so funny because, I'm so petty, 
we did a poll. It was like, yo, what's your favorite track <laughs> on the hookup? <laughs> and I promise you, Midnight Rain came Midnight back Rain. like 70% favorite track. And you know, I took it straight to Candace. Was like, <laughs> and she was like, well, shut up. Why did you even ask me then? And I was like, you're right. I won't ask you from here on out. So yeah, no, I'm not super receptive to that feedback. But you should be. Um, especially if somebody has done it at a higher level than you. And I think that's the importance. And I think, you know, there's certain areas where I'm sure E wouldn't even remotely entertain my input, right? Like if, you know, if he talking about some long-term marriage stuff, he might be like, yo, see, you've been married to 10 piece, bro. I'm up here like about to hit 30 (laughs) years. It's some things at the 30 year mark that you're just not qualified to speak on. And I think that's another part of it, just on the opposite end before we moved. Stop giving your opinions and your input if you have no mm. um, credentials in that area. Yeah. Like, in yeah. order to give advice, like E, you always say, like, you can't just walk in the hospital and be a nurse. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just walk can't in there like, it, yo, I feel like a nurse. Yeah. Let me take your blood pressure. Yeah. There are some credentials that you have to have to be a nurse. So when I was offering my critique or input for my man, I'm speaking to somebody who's been the right-hand yeah. man for the number one speaker yeah. in the world for the last 15 years. So I'm, I'm coming credentialed up. But a lot of you don't have credentials and you're giving your input on everything. Like, guess who I don't give a whole lot of input to? Toby. Like, Toby's a musician. He makes music. Now, he might ask me if I like it or not, and I can give him my personal preference, but I'm not going to sit up there and tell Toby, oh, hey, I need your dance moves should be a little bit... Cri-. I'm not... That's not me. I have, that, that's not my lane. And so I stay out and avoid giving my input in that particular lane because I don't want to mess him up with uh, uncredentialed input. And a lot of you out there, you give an uncredentialed, you got an opinion. You ever meet those people, they got opinion on everything. I'm like, bro, you know everything. They come over to y'all, oh, you should move that bookshelf over there. And then they'll, you know what I'm saying? Then you go speak, they like, ah, you really? I'm like, bro, you got an opinion on everything. So I, I try on the other hand, to only give an opinion on the things that I truly feel like I'm credentialed in. And um, yeah, so that's the other side. Let me say this too, see, you know, there are those of you out there who you give your opinion on everything because you do want to be seen as a guru. You know, for real, and I get it. It's like, you say you know everything because you're hoping by saying you know everything that you're going to put yourself in the category and, and, and in the company of people who are successful. Like I do, I get that, I understand that. And I wouldn't say inherently you're wrong for that because everybody's trying to impress somebody so they can get to the next level. Or I don't, I, let's not use the word impress. Let's use the word, you're, you're tired of being in the circle that you're in and you, you honestly want to get into that next circle. You wanna be able to run around a group of people who are going to be able to benefit you, like for real. And you know that if you, like uh, I think Amari, uh, Cooper just went to the Cowboys, and my wife was asking me, like, yo, what you think about that? I was like, yo, the Cowboys, sweetie, is a phenomenal franchise to work for in that, or play for, because they, you know, they care about winning, you know what I'm saying? So they'll do whatever it takes to win. So that that was a great move, because she was just like, yo, is that a good move? I was like, yeah, that's a good move. Right now, the Raiders aren't doing a whole lot. My man gonna go over. You got a phenomenal running back. You got another good wide receiver, so they ain't gonna be triple teaming my man like they're doing in Oakland, I think it's a great fit. So let's just be real, all right? You lie because you hope by lying you're going to get out of the state that you're in and get in a better state. But here's the challenge. When you talk about stuff that you're not a guru in, 
Nobody's stupid. It's not like you start talking deep and people are like, oh, he really knows. People know when you don't know. And that's why I said I wish the world was more like, in some instances, the board exam when you're a nurse or what is it called? Is that, or maybe that's law. What's the law one called? Bar exam. That's when you take the, the bar yeah. exam. Like, look, I know people who have said, I'm talking about, I've been, I've been out of college for a while, so I know a whole bunch of people who went to law school and who will tell you, and again, I say this with all due respect, I'm just making a point, who will tell you that they are the smartest people in the world, right? And I see, and I got, and I'm not going to say their names, they wouldn't care if I said their names, but we got one hood friend that has two other hood friends in Chicago, hood, these are my boys, they hood. But they went, and I'm talking about grew up, no running water. They, these boys been through it. And they took the bar exam together, and they all passed on the first one, right? And I know people who are stupid smart who couldn't pass on several shots, right? Look, I'm not, this has nothing to do with people's intelligence. But what happens in certain arenas, you can't say what you are and then get qualified on what you say. There is a process that you have to back up what you say with some test, right? With some empirical evidence, right? And I'm saying what happens in the real world, unfortunately, is you could just say you whatever. You could just say, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the best marketers in the world. Oh, no but doubt. But who have you marketed for? You feel like for real, and so, especially with the internet, you can claim that, Anything. oh, I'm this, I'm, I'm this, I'm New that. York Times bestseller. Yep. You feel me? My, hey, I respect my boy. My boy got a book out. He put um, the little, um, you know how you had like the little gold stamp in the, in the, <laughs> the gold the star top. boy. Yeah. Bruh, I love it. He put, we'll sell two million copies. I'm like, no question. <laughs> <laughs> no question. You feel me? No question. I love it. Hey, that is, I love it. We'll but sell I, the problem I have, people, <laughs> is when people say, see, they are a bestseller when they ain't bestseller. You feel me? So he was just like, uh, two, I will uh, sell. We'll sell two million. I, That's I so will important. sell two million. You, you feel me? And so I'm just saying, I think one of the challenges is that when you project yourself to be something and people find out you're not, I think that's the challenge because now we don't want to deal with you anymore because you're a fraud. You appear to be a fraud. This you whole time, to be... all I can think about is that we having this conversation is <laughs> those commercials where they're like, yo, oh, man, you really need to do something. You need to give them CPR. They're like, yo, you a doctor? Like, no, nah, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn. Did for the Holiday Inn Express. No, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? You so feel me? So the people out there, you yeah. out there giving info like, yo, you, you did this? No, you didn't. So shut up. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but, but you're trying to act like you're trying to act like oh, for real. expert, just, bro. I know. Yeah, just oh, tell people. Man. I'm like, yo, and if tell you me was where that you are. sweet, you yeah, did it and right. been sweet yourself. Hey, yeah, I, heard I just can't stand the people who do that, man. I heard yeah. a quote the other day that said that you got this fancy title, but you don't even know your real name. And yeah. I was like, that's exactly what it is. You got you yeah. created this title, the number one, yeah. the this, the that. But what does yeah. your name really? What does your name mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who are you? Like, you don't yeah, even who know are that you for real. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's gonna come out, Carl. It's gonna yeah. come out in the wash. So we just we we and I was telling Jalen this the other day. I said, "Son, you young." I, I said, "Yo, I feel you, hundred percent." I used to be young. I said, "But son, let me tell you what I learned. You might as well let them know who you are up front, and they don't have nothing to do with you. 
than to be somebody to attract them. And then when they find out who you really are, they, they don't want to fool with you no Same more. end result. You feel me? Same you feel result. me? <laughs> Same result. You just wasted uh, however many, you know what I'm saying? However much time you waste before people find out who people really are. It's just like, yo, let's not even waste time. Like, I'm not even playing. I was on the phone with a dude doing business today. And, you know, he gave me a price. And I was like, yo, bro, for real, for real. Between me, let's just be for real. Let's just talk. Let's not even play game. You could tell me at the end of the day, E, I ain't got it, or E, I got it, but I don't think it's worth it, or I got it, let's let's make something happen. But I was like, yo, and I love it. He was like, E, can I be real with you? And I'm like, that's all I want. I don't want those relationships no more where you telling me what I want to hear, you feel me? You, you saying what you think I want you to say so that we can build a relationship, and then three, six months down the line, I'm about to break up with you because it's like, yo, you lied to me. You told me one thing, and you told me everything because you're not stupid. You listening to the podcast, you hear me speak. You, it's not, it, it don't take rocket science to know who I am and what I want. So you feed me what I want, you say what you what, what you think I want you to hear, but then when, when we work together, it's like, yo, but you told me you was for me and you was about, but that's for you, that's not, I'm like, let's just stop doing that. I'm old, let's just be upfront, <laughs> say who you are. If you're not a doctor, say you're not a doctor, say you were a phenomenal Just say you watched student. a couple episodes of ER. No, no doubt. Huh? I'm Tell just saying, me your Carl, credentials. Be for real. Say, I did phenomenal as a law student. I did phenomenal <laughs> with my intern work. Yeah. I did. Call just it just what be it real. Is. Yeah. Because here's the deal. I, I, I had to tell somebody, yo, the reality is some of the things that you're doing professionally, you don't necessarily have to be barred to do that. You don't have to be barred to do that. But you know, you have to be barred though, Carl. You have to be barred because... Somehow this society says, if you can't pass that test, then you're nobody. And that's wrong. That's wrong. That, 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 there are some opportunities for people who are barred. Absolutely. But you're not dumb. You're not stupid. You're not, not valuable. You, 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 you are not whatever because you didn't pass. And people are putting everything into it. And so they take it 80 million times. They spend money they don't have because they feel like, Okay, if I don't do this, I'm nobody. No, that's not the truth. There are many people who are not barred, who have made some great contributions to this world, who just did good in law school, who were great students. You feel me? But we get caught up into, I got to say that I'm this or that, or people are not going to love me, or people are not going to value, or people are not going to appreciate you. And I tell people all the time, when I hire somebody, or when I'm looking to make somebody, um, you know, uh, 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 put somebody on a team, I've never asked nobody to see their GPA. I never asked to see nobody transcript. Now, if you come and lie and tell me you got all of these credentials, well, of course, I'm gonna do some homework too. I might not have no conversation with you about it, but I'm gonna do my homework too and say, oh, you lied to me. Uh, but I'm not gonna say nothing publicly. Only time will tell that you lied to me and it's gonna come out in the wash. So I'm just saying to everybody that's listening, who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying? Because at the end of the day, if you tell people the truth, and they love you, they're going to love you with or without it. But if you're telling people a lie because you're hoping to get on a team or you're hoping that, you know, somehow your relationship with those people are going to elevate you in some way, and then they find out you lie, mm. it's, gonna, it's not going to work anyway. So please do me a favor. I know being honest is difficult, and you're talking to a recovering liar. When I was a kid, I was just like, yo, I'm going to get my butt whipped for changing my report card anyway. I might as well go in. So I'm being real with y'all. Like, I grew up lying to get out of trouble. I was the, if I think I'm getting, now I'm not going to lie, 
just on GP tell you I got $500 in the bank just to be lying or I got some shoes at the crib I don't got. But to get out of trouble, liar, oh, I promise you. <laughs> to get out of trouble, That's liar. That's called self-preservation. I'm, <laughs> no uh, I'm on that. I'm on that all day. So there are those of you out there who are liars, don't ha- you don't have to feel bad, but do yourself a favor. Stop lying. Stop mm. exaggerating. Stop saying you whatever, whatever, because now we can go on the internet and type your name in that joker. And every, <laughs> I don't care if you I got see. a police report. I don't care if you got, I don't care if you're on probation. I <laughs> promise you, I hit your name in the right search engine and all of that is going to come That's up. That's right so, there. Yeah, so just be, just be, I was talking to a kid today. He was like, E, um, I'm on probation. I can't find a job. I was like, bro, tell me what you did. Like, look, do me a favor. I, I can't help you, but I cannot help you. Did you go to jail? He's like, nope, but I got 16 years. If I do something wrong, I'm going to get that time, but I'm on probation for five years. I was like, okay, cool. What else? What did you do? Well, I did this. What else? Don't play with me. What else? I did this and I did that. Anything else I need to know about? Nope. Okay. Now, 90% of the people are not going to want to deal with you, but I might be able to find 10% of the world who also went to jail, who also started their own company, because, right. and then I could te- have them talk to you, and maybe they can hire you. And he like, that's a deal, E. So, right. yeah, man, just, just just be fake. Stop being fake and be real. Let me get our sponsor in for today, PayPal. Um, you guys are all familiar with PayPal, I'm sure. If you're not, you're living under a rock. Get out from under the rock. We've used PayPal like from the beginning of ETA, so... Um, Here's just a quick spotlight of a business that has used PayPal and has been successful. The business is called Linda's Stuff. Once an attorney in New York City, Linda transformed her hobby of locating hard-to-find items into a thriving luxury consignment company called Linda's Stuff. What was once a passion project is now a 100-person company in a 93,000-square-foot facility. As a company specializing in high-end previously-owned goods, Reputation is everything. Integrity and trust are a critical part of how the company operates. From day one, Linda has counted on PayPal to help give her customers confidence and protect her business from fraud, even when selling internationally. She's counted on PayPal every step of the way. When it comes to growing your business, PayPal is your payments partner for today and tomorrow. Visit paypal.com forward slash growth to set up a free business account today. All right, back to you, C. You want to know what's not a lie? Organifi. Okay. <laughs> not with the bars. I see you with the bars. Hey! Loving <laughs> the track like a Segway. Um, Organifi. All right, that's not a lie. It's the best superfood green powder on the planet. All right, we on that green juice heavy over here, but you also got the gold and the red. Um, look, now you can get all the healthy superfoods in just one glass. It takes you like seven seconds to put it in there, stir it up, and boom, you're healthy. The best part about it, it tastes good, all right? No shopping, no blending, no juicing, no cleanup. Just drop it in there and go, all right? Organifi.com, and by using our promo code SUCCESS, you can get 20% off your order, all right? That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, promo code SUCCESS. Go check out Organifi, man, and... Uh, get on, get on your health kick, man. Stop playing with it. Get the turmeric too, man. I'm on, I'm on the turmeric. Ooh, the turmeric is my favorite. Yeah, and the probiotics. So, um, yeah, go I've been, get it. I've been messing with the protein shake now. I starting to do like three, three or four more push-ups per day, and I'm like, let me get my protein supplements Ooh. going. Yeah, the protein. Hey, yeah. Hey, is, is your protein like in a big container, Carl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the big joint. I need that. Like, 
my daughter is on that. You know, she got her own medical challenges, and she's saying that that's working for her. And she said that oh, I yeah, know I got you. how to. Yeah, Jada called she me the other day. She prefer chocolate or vanilla? It. Let me know. I got tell her I got her. I'll hit her after. What, this. what you said? It's in. This is the green one. I thought it was green. No, this no, is like straight brown. chocolate, or, chocolate vanilla. or vanilla. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just saw the outside of the container. It was the normal green Organifi one. It wasn't brown or whatever, so I didn't know. I'll send you a picture of what she sent me. Yep, I got you. Um, e, how much time we got? Five. I minutes just heard Didi said, "All right, Eric." Okay, all right, so let me do let me do two. Okay. Um, ask ET. He's gotta go, y'all. So we're gonna we gonna get him out of here on these two questions in the nugget of the day. Uh let's see, my bad, E, I had it. Um Rick said, ET, what's the best advice your parents ever gave you? It's a lot, Rick. I'm just hard to just give you one, but let me just say this one. Um you know what do like my parents weren't like be a doctor or a lawyer you know but my mom and dad were like kind of on that whatever you whatever your hands find to do like for real do it all your might like whatever it is don't play with it like give it everything you got and don't be, and don't do what we did like don't do four and gm like that's what everybody in detroit does don't make them bad people but we didn't do all of this for you to do what we did you know what i'm saying so kind of go after your own dreams and goals. And I know a lot of parents don't teach that, but that's how I came up. Like, it wasn't no, we gonna be proud if you a doctor. They was just like, yo, we be proud if you do what you feel like you call to do and you and you, and you you give it everything you have. Um, Shana said, what is your definition of greatness? Again, what my parents just taught me. You know, like whatever it is you think is your best life, you know, living. And I'm telling y'all, I got such a love and hate relationship for I'm living my best life. I, I, I'm talking about, <laughs> I, bruh, I think it is probably one of the, um, one of the greatest, you know, like slogans or lines I've heard, especially, you know, because I feel like, you know, Genesis 122, that whole be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. Like, I feel like that's kind of too complex for people. So if you were to break that down in, in, in modern day turn, to me it would be live your best life in your health, in your relationships, in your finances, like live your best life. But what bothers me about the song is that everybody's on YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, and they're showing you that I'm living my best life. <laughs> and it's like, Boo, you living your best life on social media. Between me mm. and you, you know you ain't living your best life. Hey, you know you ain't happy. In three seconds it took you to take that photo, it was a great experience. <laughs> you, mm. you feel me? Because you're trying to get me to believe you living your best life. And I'm saying, no, it don't mean that you can't put your best life up on uh, social media, but like, yo, really put your best life on social media. And if it's not your best life and you live in a terrible life, you don't have to try to impress me with your life. Like C said, Man, I'm, I promise y'all, when I'm in um, wherever I am and I do a couple little social media pieces, Nikki called me all the time like, we need more, we need more. And I'm like, yo, Nikki, I feel you, but I'm living my best life, Nikki. I don't really have time to stop living it to record it. You feel me? Because <laughs> that time I'm recording it, I'm not able to live it at that point. You know what I'm saying? And Didi is living it. You know what I'm saying? That I'm recording us living our best life. You feel me? So... I, but I, I get it. I'm like, yo, Nikki, I feel you. Like, there are people who are inspired by what we do. And they need to physically see it. Like, we're in a world where some people are, you know, they need to be able to touch it. So I feel you, Nikki. But no, 
when we do it, we not we not doing it to brag. And sh- I, look, ninety percent of the NFL, the NBA, some of the high level stuff I do, I don't even record it, y'all. Why? Because those people don't want to be in relationship with me. And every time I'm with them, we taking a picture. Because then it's like, yo, is it the relationship? Or are you trying to show people our relationship? Like, what is it? And so you got to stop. Like, I believe in the song. I'm living my best life. And you should be. I'm in Vegas. C said it. I'm in Vegas living my best life. And you know what it is? My son was like, yo, what show y'all go to? I said, son, me and your mom ordered room service. And we just been in the room the last three days. That's our best <laughs> life. We went and volunteered at a school. I did two schools. You know what I'm saying? She went to TJ Maxx. You feel me? Uh, that, that's it. We just been in a room, son. I'm, do, I'm studying. She's working on some stuff for the church. This is our best life, having our time together. Not necessarily uh, what's wrong with some of the shows. I got to stand in line. I got to sit. You know, I, I'm just like, yo, us just talking, playing Uno, talking about our future, planning, putting stuff together for the church. She on the phone with Tamisha. We working out. Okay, we got to do this in November. We got Thanksgiving together. We got Christmas together as a church. Are we doing a new year? We living our best life, y'all. We living our best life. So do me a favor, please. I'm, I'm, man, I'm speaking from my heart right now. I love y'all. We love you. Live your best life. Don't try to fake it for other people and, and say, I'm living my best life. You not. Go spend the rest of people dying, y'all. I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast this year. Between C, Carl, myself, and collectively, we have lost a lot of people. I just left a funeral where my god brother was murdered. This is it's real out here, y'all. Don't fake it like you're living your best life. You only get one. Please spend the rest of it living your best life. Or if you're not living it, spend the rest of your life pursuing your best life. Appreciate that nugget of the day. We'll just let that be qualified. Yeah, thank you, nugget of the thank day you. today. There thank it is. you. <laughs> there we finally on one accord. Yeah, no, I got you. I, I got you. I felt where you was going. You, you milked it out for another extra uh, minute and a half. So I would yes. qualify that as the nugget of the day. I yeah, knew what you were doing. Thank you. I knew what you were doing. All right, get out of here, E. We'll, uh, All we'll right, take man. It love y'all, here. man. Y'all have, you love you too. Have, have a good time uh, in Vegas uh, working on church announcements. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, if bed. I come out there, I'm hitting straight to the crap table. <laughs> trying to go big. Um, uh, Carl, what's up, man? Tell us, what, what what do we got here? We got some stuff coming up here shortly, I know, because my, my, my plane schedule looks full. So what do we got, bro? Yes, sir. Right around the corner. I think, is it next week already? San Diego? Yeah, man, that's I like a week so, away. Yeah. San Diego, here we come. Take control, y'all. Any kind, I'm talking about if you've ever thought about being an entrepreneur, if you know an entrepreneur, if you, I'm talking about any kind of remotely relationship that you have with entrepreneurship, this event is where you have to be. No questions asked. I'm not going to make this long. Like, we're giving you all the answers. Like, I'm just being real. Like, we've been through a lot of this. Josh, y'all y'all heard Josh on the podcast before. Y'all heard Jamal on the podcast. Of course, E's there, C's there. I'm talking about, like, all of this. And let me just put it out there. We have, see, correct me if I'm wrong, do we have a, a female presence there? Because we've had, we've had that oh, conversation no over no and over and over. Females, we are hearing you. Ladies, we are hearing you. We have a representation from the ladies that will, I'm talking about, she's going to blow your wig. Um, like, literally, she's going to blow your wig. So y'all need to be there, like, not, not playing at all, seriously. And let me, let me just say this. This is my little pet peeve now. I'm getting a little older, so I'm going to be a little more blunt. 
Like if you're paying attention to where the world's at, you're doing a nine to five right now, it's not sustainable. Let me just say it like that. It, like you can't lock in and say that this going to last the next 10 years so you're good with whatever salary you're going now. So I'm just saying, whatever you got going on, you need to be at this event because it's going to help set you, your family up. Jamal talking about this legacy stuff. He on, he on his legacy for his grandkids now. He passed his kids. Like this is the kind of information that we'll be talking about in San Diego. So it's a plane ticket away, y'all. I know it's San Diego, but it's one plane ticket away. Invest in yourself. We'll see you out there. Take control November 4th. Um, the website specific. I mean, you can go to events, ET Inspires forward slash events and check out all the events. Um, Next up, December 2nd, just about a month after that, we give you a little break. We're going to beat you upside the head with the take control then let you go put some work in. And then we're coming back with the Ignite the Dream featuring the one and the only Inky Johnson, Toby and Wigwi, and hip, the hip hop preacher himself, y'all. New York, East Coast, we coming. We coming. So IgniteTheDreamTour.com is the website for that. That's on December 2nd. And last but not least, Montego Bay, Jamaica, February 25th to March 3rd. Again, y'all, that's the, the all, the all in all. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to miss some events, you might want to miss one of the other ones. But Montego Bay, like I'm coming, I'm, I'm like, I'm just saying, like, how do I need to sell this? Like, you got everything that I just described in the other events, and you in Jamaica for a week. So I don't know if I need to sell that too hard, but seriously, like. We are starting to, I, I'll get Taya to get me the numbers next week, but we're starting to fill up these slots, guys, so don't play around. This is going to be gone in a minute. We're, getting, we're in the fourth quarter of 2018 now, so 2019 is right around the corner, so make sure y'all check it out. Phenomenal Life Jamaica, and that's what we got up, see? Hey, man, you're getting better at that, bro. Yeah, uh, appreciate you know it. Appreciate hey, I like it. how e, I was, I, I, if we had more time, I was going to get on E about the Lions in first oh. place in the division. You know what I'm oh. saying? Oh. I didn't want to. I ain't want to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't want to go there with him because I didn't know how much time he had. But uh, next week, hey, but, we hey, will but discuss he will my lines being in first hey, place. It's, it's under new management, though. It's yeah, under it new is. leadership. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, they brought in somebody from the Patriots. So yeah, we so shall we'll see, see. If, it, if it holds on. Also, man, game changers for all my speakers out there, for all my people who want to be speakers, impact the world. Uh, as a motivational speaker or whether you just want to be better at training or whether you whether you work a corporate job and just want to be better at communicating, man, we have a program put in place for you, Game Changers, all right? Our Game Changers uh, is program is dynamic. We're looking forward to our next meetup. But look, quarterly workshops with Dr. Eric Thomas and the team, biweekly mastermind calls with E.T., C.J., Carl, and Josh, biweekly group coaching calls, the official ETA speaker manual, all right? Evaluation of your current branding, logo, websites, videos, and social media presence, access to Breathe University content and calls, complimentary uh, admission to ETA live events. All right, become an ETA certified speaker today and go to etinspires.com slash game changers, all right? You're looking to change the game, you're looking to get paid to be a professional speaker, not just do it for fun, you want to be paid for it. Um, come check us out. So that's it for me, man. Appreciate hey, y'all listening. Don't, don't forget, don't forget, and get live feedback from CJ if y'all ready for oh, that. Yeah. Well, and if you don't want it and your ego's too big and you already the sweetest speaker uh, in the world, then don't join. But if you're looking to go to that next level, man, and get some honest feedback from the crew, um, we'll check you out there. Other than that, Carl, I think that's it for me. I got work that's to do. It, Let's sir. get busy. Hey, appreciate all y'all. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, man. Oh, I have the... Um, the negative feedback was ready to go today, but he had to run. So next week, we'll get on that negative feedback. So 
Um, shout out to everybody who's been sending that hate mail. <laughs> Let's get it. We'll get, we'll get it next week. Cue the Taylor Swift, shake it off, and we'll be ready to go. We appreciate y'all, man. Love you. See you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.